Okay, before we start today, I've got a message for you, Razor Hawk. I've got a message for you, Razor Hawk of Chikara. Challenge very accepted. Stardust has, has taken what you've said on board, and he will face you in a circle that is also a square, which is a wrestling ring. And <laughs> I, I got to emphasize because I've been. Well, we've been bantering, Stardust and I, I've been bantering with Razorhawk all day yesterday at the time of recording, and it ended with a match challenge, and I've got to emphasise it's not a joke. It's a, it's a real thing that we, that we have agreed to do when Stardust has more experience under his considerable belt. Um, it's not a joke. So, Razorhawk and Chikara, your days are numbered, my fine-feathered friend, Kokar indeed. Right, what are we doing here? When you said Razorhawk there at the start, I thought it was going to be followed by some numbers, and it was going to be a random internet person who called you out on something. (laughs) Dear Razorhawk 7197. (laughs) I might actually... I gave Link to the Past a 7 out of 10. (laughs) I like that he sounds like Dirty Den. I no, Christ. Christ. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Turning into uh, Danny yes. Dyer there, not Jim. Ray, Razorhawk, probably Dyer. probably a 16-year-old uh, Halo <laughs> player, having to go at people online. Um, that's why he wears the mask, so he can't see that he's, he's the teenager that you, I, he's serving you at Wendy's, but he says that's not what he really does. He's in a band. I heard uh, a Halo rumour this week that uh, Marty O'Donnell's going back for doing the music for the next one. Oh. So, way yeah. a, a reason to, to play it, because <laughs> previously I was kind of not really going to bother. They come up with that famous, the, the, the famous Halo tune that goes... I like the one that sounds like Irish trad music. The one that's like... It's the one where you're in the warthog and you're driving That one's okay as well. It's not as famous as... As the one I did, but it's a, it's good. It's got the a good soundtrack goes, to Halo. No, you're thinking, you're thinking of the monks from uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, yeah. uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, not featured in Halo, but it should be. It. Should, I would watch and play a joint one one of these transmedia things that the game industry loves so much where it's like let, let's release all different things on different formats different platforms i would play and watch monty python and the halo grail <laughs> i that that is the thing i would consume sorry i know i've not said much this episode he yet. must be a spartan he's not got shit all over him laura's too shocked She's too shocked by the Germany result. <laughs> oh, yes, the, the football that I very much know about. <laughs> um, G- Germany lost. So I'm trying to remember this now. Germany lost. Yeah. And they were expected to win and they well, didn't get out of the first round. And well, that's shocking because they're normally one of the best. Is well, that right, Gab? Well, they're, they're the world champions. They won it the last time, so... Like, okay, yeah. okay. Rah, so, rah, rah! Come on, football, and score a goals! This would Mike's be like football. if you if you did, like, a competition where you got CD Projekt and, like, the Slaughtering Rounds guys and <laughs> maybe, like, some middling developer then and got them all to make games and 
the worst game was made by CD Projekt. That's that's how big an upset this is, basically. So, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I was not distracted by the football as shocking as that might be. I may just be sat here playing the new Mario and Rabbids DLC while we record, because it's just... <laughs> my, my, my girl Rabbid Peach is back, and I can't resist the urge to, to jump in, so I'm just going to like let you do all your football and your wrestling and your sports That's talk, right, and I'm just gonna, you go. I'm just going to look at the Queen of Selfies for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. If someone, if someone wants to go play with their peach instead of doing a podcast, who are we to stop them? Oh, well, you can't stop me playing with my peach. What? Is it hot in, in the UK, Laura? It is fucking it's, roasting. Oh, it's been melting this week. We, it's like there's been a spike in heat and humidity, and we've had our second hottest oh, day. It's ever not as recorded. hot as it used to be. Cause I'm not there anymore. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I went and did something today that I've not done for years. I went and bought a box of Calippos to stick in the freezer oh, because nice. it's just getting too oh, hot. Oh, I, I want a Calippo. Calippo. I want yeah. a Calippo so bad. Laura, can I have uh, one, please? If, if you can get here, you can have a Calippo, Jim. Yeah, I can't get Calippos would melt on the way here from England. I can't yeah, get that's why you've got to come here to get the Calippo. You know what I have got, though? What? I've got... You can't see them on the mic, but I got fruit salad and blackjacks. Ordered them from England. Nice, nice, nice. Fruit salad and blackjacks used to be my favourite sweet when I was a kid. Oh, uh, I, I suppose you could order Calippos to America because they would melt, but then you'd just refreeze them the other end. That's true. I'm eating a blackjack now. Um, I've got a blackjack, and I ordered, I ordered these things when I'm in a certain altered frame of mind where it seems like a good idea to do it at the time. So I've ordered, like... Pounds of fruit salads and blackjacks. Yeah. I've ordered too many drumsticks to count. Oh, drumsticks are the best. Yeah. The old drum, basically just a lump of taffy on a stick. Yeah. Uh, loads of them. Sorry, I really am disgustingly smacking and chewing <laughs> down the mic now. Um, <laughs> ordered some refresher bars as well. So basically you've got a pouch of weapons grade sugar on your desk and you're not afraid to use it. I think I'm already dying as we speak. <laughs> I've I've just been I've just been every now and then getting a calippo out the freezer and like nice. before I eat it there'll be like a good ten minutes where I'm just like holding the ice to my forehead like oh cool me down cool me down sugary. I, I avoid jelly sweets because they are like fucking crack cocaine to me. They are uh, they can be a little addictive. Yeah, those little, fi- little those fizzy cola bottles. Oh gosh! Yeah. Fizzy cola bottles are good. They they make but, my teeth so sore. But by the way, if I run off for a second at about seven ten, seven fifteen, if we're not, no, we won't still be going by then, will we? No, we, no, we won't still be going by then. We're not going to be recording in two hours. Done. Yeah, yeah no, this isn't an episode of the spin-off, doctors. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we get an hour done and we're just like, right, we're all fucking off back off to the pub or whatever. Yeah, I got fucking yeah. things to do, mate. Things to do. I've got to order some yeah, calipos. I got, I got, you've got to order some calipos. I've got to go make out with Rabbit Peach. Because yeah. Rabbit Peach! <laughs> oh, she'll be a Rabbit Peach Smash? by the time you're finished with her. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this, this week, it's been a week of stuff. Do we want to do news first or do we want to do what we played first? Um, uh, I'll tell you what I'll, I'll do what I played first Because it'll be really quick okay. <laughs> I was going to do a whole game involving <laughs> I, fruit I salads didn't play and a video jokes. game this week I didn't have time between oh. Filming a music video and watching the World Cup And doing work I got no oh. video games Maybe like five minutes of Subnautica But that, that's probably all I, 
this week for me has been a lot of like jumping into new games for like five ten minutes so i've like tried a selection of a lot of things Mm. i've not like sunk my teeth into anything this week what you tried uh well i might as well talk about one that uh the embargo will be up by the time this goes up It, it goes up like later the day we're recording i think i played a bit of a game called figment uh it's sort of a isometric 3d action game you're sort of like I think you're like Bastion type thing where you run around, hit stuff with weapons, fight your way through these sort of isometric places. Mm. Um, It's all set inside a child's mind. And as such, it does a lot of very interesting stuff with like very trippy environment design um, that definitely does not follow the rules of reality, but in ways that are interesting. What's it called, Laura? Uh, Figment. It's, it's got a beautiful looking art style to it and the soundtrack is really strong. Um, a lot of the time when you get into boss fights, you will find that the bosses start like basically singing singing a piece of music. Like you'll have a musical number to your boss fight, which is kind of cool. But my big issue with it so far is it just feels a little bit ropey in terms of the, the controls. The controls are not quite as speedy and precise as i'd like them to be but right it's a gorgeous looking and sounding game like the the visual audio visual presentation is really solid and right now that's enough that it's pulling me forward it it looks and sounds unique and that's enough for me to overlook the fact that it doesn't feel the best thing in the world to play um also i got really annoyed by it because i accidentally touched the touch screen on the switch at some point and like a little mouse cursor popped up, and now I can't get rid of it. I can touch screen it like to the corner of the screen, but not far enough to the corner of the screen that it vanishes. There's still this little like white corner of a mouse pointer I can see. I'm like, no, go away, pointer. I don't want you there. I'm looking up uh, images of it now as you describe it, and it is very, uh, very unique looking. It's like a children's storybook. I, I keep thinking of like a, like a very trippy version of Richard Scarry's Busy Town. Yeah, like you've got a lot of like trees that are the wrong cut that are like blues and reds and swirling and buildings that go at the wrong angles and bridges made of of pencils and trees made of trombones. Is this a is this a caterpillar as a bridge? Probably knowing this game. Like you see what I mean? Like the visual design is really like nice, slightly weird world children's book design. Yeah, yeah. That's Um, great. Yeah, like it's got a really unique look. Uh, it's well voice acted. The the musical presentation and particularly the sort of like boss fight musical numbers are like pretty cool. It just I can't put my finger on it, but the fighting things with a sword does not feel quite as responsive as I would ideally like it to. Um, but yeah, it, it seems to be like I'm very very early on. It seems like it's dealing with themes of go through a mind and help someone recover because something bad is happening in their brain. Um, Like, the opening 30 seconds of the game is, child is in a car crash with her parents, and I assume this is, hey, go fight the nightmares because she's having a bunch of nightmares because she was in a car crash where her parents, I'm guessing, probably died. Right. Like, it it seems like you are playing the little warrior in her head that's trying to, like, help her get over her traumatic nightmares about this car crash i, I was, think is the deal i was wondering when that would like because i was looking at the images and as you described it and i was like okay where's the really dark element that's underpinning this 
Oh, and, yeah, it's yeah. like the opening 30 <laughs> seconds is like car crash, implied probably parent death, go fight the nightmares because kids' heads full of nightmares yeah. now. God, I hope it doesn't turn out to be like Jacob's Ladder at the end. Oh, that would suck. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it looks charming. I mean, you know, yeah. car crashes I... aside, it looks charming. <laughs> it's... I'm not far enough in yet to know, like, whether the story goes anywhere interesting or whether whether it'll remain interesting enough in terms of its presentation to keep me playing, in spite of its not the best controls. But I'm intrigued by it. Like, I'm, it's a thing that I'm glad I'm putting some time into and I definitely want to come back to later this week. So I'll probably report back on that next week. I cool, cool. Yeah, I'm interested yeah. to hear more. Um, it is a shame about the controls. I feel often with games that look like this, like they have that hand-drawn look because of yeah. the way they're animated, controls often feel a bit sluggish yeah. to me because uh, they put yeah. so much more animation it, into it that it takes you, them a while you, to kick in. I was about to say, you might have just hit the nail on the head of what it is, is slight amounts of over-animation, mm -hmm. I think is the problem, where... The sword swings just feel a little too sluggish because there's a little too much animation happening. Like, yeah. they want you to go through your whole multiple frames of, ah, look how nice it looks when he moves his sword. Yeah, too many games of this art style do that. And it's fine. It's, I say too many. It's not an issue with a slow-paced game or something like that. But, like, Blood, yeah. Blood Brain Betrayal is the one I always think of. I got a lot of shit for disliking it, but I thought... For something that required that level of twitchy platforming and precise attacks, the overdone animation fucked it yeah. fundamentally. It, it it all just generally feels like a little bit slower than I'd like it to, but it doesn't have any issues with, with precision platforming. That's not a problem. And the combat is fairly forgiving, at least what I've seen so far. It's not expecting you to be a Dark Souls player fighting a Dark Souls boss. There's plenty of health if you do take damage. It's, it's got all the pieces in there so that if I'm taking a little bit of damage through slightly too slow swinging animations, it's not ruining my experience. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, as long as it, as long as they can balance it so it doesn't undermine the experience. And usually if the, the game is not quite as fast-paced and requires so much precision, it's not an issue at all. Um, but yeah, a lot of these hand-drawn games, and some like some of the Assassin's Creeds, I find overanimated as well. It's mm. like I don't actually care how much you know, how many, how, how, like how flourishy the sword swings look. I want them to be functional. I don't want yeah. you to be overswing and and spend all this time. Like, yeah, like you want to feel like you have control over the combat rather than it being flashy at the expense of your control. Exactly. Look, yeah, it's all about at, balance. Looking at you, Last Guardian. Last Guardian yes. is another. In fact, all of the Team Ico games for me, I found all of them overly all, animated. All of them, yes. The Last Guardian, I think, is the worst. The worst. Oh yes. yes. <laughs> I won't disagree there. The worst there. of some that are already bad. The Last Guardian um, remains just a complete fucking frustration for me. Not just yeah. for the fact that it is a frustrating game, but as a concept, because it, you know, I want to like it so much. And yeah, just, just, just terrible. And, and as like, I like, say every time we mention it, the final hour of that game is fucking incredible. I mean, they, yeah, yeah, they nail, they stick the landing. Uh, unlike the fucking dog bird, um, they actually stick their landings. But yeah. uh, it's it's a rough fucking flight, and um, um, yeah, it's it's an issue they always have. But this one was especially bad. Where it's just you're put, you really are just putting form over function. 
I guess. It, it, yeah. Form isn't even the right word, I guess. But, it, you know, you're showing off. You're letting your art department masturbate uh, <laughs> rather than let us play the game, and I, I yeah. never like that. I, I just had a quick look. I know that this game's just coming out, like, the day this episode goes up, it comes out on, on Switch, but it's been out on Steam since, I think, September last year. You can currently pick it up for about £7.50 in the uh, Steam sale. It's half off, and... I'm like, yeah, but for that, it's 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 an interesting thing. Like, I'd suggest people give it a look. It it's it's unique at least. Um, yeah. What about you, Jim? What have you been playing? Okay, what have we got? Um, I've been playing Mario Tennis Aces on the old Switch. There, um, the new tennis game Ooh. with Mario in it, fittingly I, enough, I, which I, is good because otherwise they'd have named it wrong. I played a little bit of that. How you been getting on with it? Ah, uh, um, here's the thing. It's been a long time since I played a tennis game, and yeah. the last time I played one was Sonic Tennis, uh, way back when. Um, years, I mean, when we say years, like, I was still in England at the time, which is always my baseline for a long time ago, um, but God, that was like 10 years ago, I think, because I was, yeah, I was at my nan's waiting to, to move, so yeah, yeah, about 10 years ago. Um, that was the last time I ever played a tennis game. Um, picked this one up, thought, okay, I'll tell you what. I'm super rusty. I don't want to try the online yet. I'm not tried the online yet. I, I'm still. I, I still want to get better at it because you know sports games aren't my speed, but I like fun mm. twists on sports games. You know, like kart races. I don't like realistic races. Um, same yeah. goes for stuff like tennis. So, I thought to myself, I'll try adventure mode to <laughs> acclimate myself. It's terrible. The, the game itself, the tennis is good. I played, obviously I picked Waluigi for the, the one-on-one, but that's the only way to learn to play the game. It's not it's not how you think it would be, where Adventure Mode would teach you how to play. It gives you, it rushes you, I should say, through a couple yeah. of tutorials, then kicks you basically ass first into the deep end with matches that are either really easy or really fucking hard. It is the least a Nintendo, Nintendo Adventure Mode I've yeah. ever seen in a game. You you had a really similar experience to me, it sounds like, in that I, I, I had this issue twice with this game. I played it, uh, a demo of it before it came out, and the demo did a terrible job of rushing you through the tutorial and not teaching you properly and then throwing you headfirst mm-hmm. into a game and... Uh, and then I had the same issue when I tried the actual game. Again, the the, the like the the story mode type thing where it's like, yeah, this seems like where I would go to learn the game gradually. Rush tutorial and then throw me in the deep end. Yeah. And um, the tutorial does not do a good job of explaining things because there's a lot of stuff to think about, like with the, all the trick shots and special moves and zone yeah. shots. Like, I, I would have liked the first couple of matches to be like, here is a match where you only have to worry about this mechanic. Then the second match, worry about this mechanic. Like, teach these mechanics one at a time, maybe. I mean, at the very least, like, an actual difficulty scale. Not not one that's just all over the fucking chart. Um, Like, it got to the point where I, I just thought I was terrible. I was like, am I just really sucking at this? Is this one of those games I'll just never be decent at? Looked up online to look at like some of the levels I was struggling with, to be like, is there a trick to this I'm missing? And then I just see threads of people with the same complaints. And I'm like, okay, for once, this is not just me. Um, everybody thinks this campaign is fucking terrible. And it is. It's fucking terrible. I'm just stunned say, at how it, non-Nintendo it is. I must just say, like, slight diversion, it's so satisfying when you 
have a problem trying to understand a game and then you realize that you're not the only one yes um, i had this with i had this with a board game at the weekend uh, i'd been playing betrayal at house on the hill oh i love that and oh a fantastic board game where you like explore a creepy mansion then some yeah. kind of bad event happens and you have to try and survive except the first haunt in that board game that we tried to play is incorrectly written in a way that makes it impossible to understand from the rule book uh, and we we googled it and found the writer of that that section of the board game going, "Hey, so my editor changed some wording. This is what it's meant to mean. I'm so sorry that no one understands my my thing I wrote." <laughs> it's yeah. it's rewarding when you realise like, ah, I am not alone. There yeah, is a I problem here. I'm not just completely fucking up here. Um, so yeah, yeah, there was some vindication there, and I tweeted about how you know the the campaign's a terrible time and. Yeah. Pretty much nobody disagreed with me. I think maybe one or two did, but everyone was like, yep, yep, terrible. Um, but yeah, like I say, it's non-Nintendo because it's so unfriendly and alienating. It, and you know what caught me off guard most about it? It It's it's too much like an actual tennis video game. <laughs> in in like, several ways, yeah. Yeah, like I, I went in expecting like the Mario Kart of tennis. I went in being like, I can I can go in and like you know waggle about a bit and be a bit silly and play with my super moves and like not have to worry too much and I'll probably have a good time. And yeah. then it kicked my ass because I'm not good at tennis. <laughs> it also doesn't help that it makes you fucking sit through the failure dialogue. Like you can skip the intro dialogue, although you've got to do that every time you try and restart a, a, a like a <laughs> mission if yeah. you fuck it up. But if you fail. I'm looking at you, fucking sure shot challenge, fucking spike, constantly, like, you're already pissed off, because some of this shit is downright eldritch in what I'd expect you to do. So you're already annoyed, thinking, I don't get this, and the game is doing a terrible job of explaining it to me. And then, because you can skip the intro, but can't skip the outro if you fail, you have to sit there and let the game tell you you are pathetic. Literally <laughs> calling you pathetic. Yeah. That's the actual dialogue. And again, yeah. it does not feel like Nintendo did this at all. This 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 feels like this feels like the mm, how do I put this? You know how there's a game like Smash Brothers that Nintendo would make where it's like it's a fighting game, but it's a bit fun and party-ish and the Nintendo the Nintendo yep. fighting game. Brilliant design. And, and then you get like and then you get like who don't understand Dark Souls but think they do made it. <laughs> well, like, I.e. the Dark Souls is, 2 developers <laughs> if, if you look at something like a Smash Brothers and then you look at like when Sony tries to make a Smash Brothers and yeah. they make Playstation All-Stars Battle Royale like this feels like the Sony trying to do a version of a Nintendo sports game yeah that's Just, actually did, good did that make any sense? no I get you completely it, it is like so they, they kind of miss the point of why people would buy a Nintendo version of a sports game um, yeah. And you're right, like, I play Mario Kart because I don't generally like normal grounded racing games. I don't like normal grounded tennis games. I loved uh, Sonic, I think it was like Sonic All-Stars or something, Sonic and Sega All-Stars. Um, yeah. Oh, that might be what they called the racing one. But anyway, it was a Sonic tennis game. You could play as the, the dwarf from Golden Axe in it. It was fucking good. Fucking good, that Sonic one. Sonic Heroes. Sonic Heroes. Honestly, no joke, my favourite like video game tennis might still be Wii Sports Tennis. 
like I unironically I, kind of I love agree with you. tennis. I agree with you. That was the best one. Yeah, because I it, remember we could just play it too like seriously. tennis. Yeah, you could just have a bit of fun and play it like a silly tennis game. And there's a reason why the Wii was successful, and I think a lot of it is down to Wii uh, Wii tennis. It was Wii Sports Tennis, rather. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was the one. Whenever you see it on TV, people talk about it like it's on a. Like I, when it was on that, Always Sunny in Philadelphia or in a news story about Olgens playing it, it's like always the Wii Tennis. That was the game where you go to your friends' houses who don't play video games and they're drunk playing Wii Tennis. Yeah. It was the one, like, I was living at home with my parents when the Wii came out and, like, any time that a group of people was invited around to the house, it was, oh, do you mind coming down and setting up the Wii Sports for us so that everyone <laughs> could have a go and play after dinner? Woe betide anyone who thought they'd get the same experience here. And to the game's fan, to the game's credit, outside of Adventure Mode, I mean, the, the game is good, but you're on your own if you want to learn out. If you want to, there's no easing into it, I should say. I've, I've still not gotten over the needing to get up to speed hump. Like, there is no easing into it, and I haven't gotten yeah. over that difficulty hump yet. Like, I've been doing, again, not online yet, but I've been doing some one on ones with the AI. Um, and it's it's a lot less of a pain in the ass than the adventure mode. Um, plus, as I said, I mean, the only reason I bought it, actually, was so that I could have a playable Waluigi and something recent. Uh, that's all I wanted it for. And and it that paid dividends, because when he does his special move, he puts a rose in his mouth and does the campus dance ever. <laughs> does this pirouetting and that. It's, like, super gay, and I love it. It's Fabulous. As well you should. It's, it's right. fabulous indeed. Um, so yeah, like, never have I felt more connected to Waluigi than in this moment, in this, the year of Waluigi. See. And maybe I'd have been that. Maybe I'd have been more on board with this game if uh, I had had a similarly, like, a character that I love very much in it. Where is Rabid Peach in Mario Tennis? Yeah. Honestly, like put her in that's, everything. I want her in all the things. That's where we've got to go next. Like, yeah. I, again, I was surprised there wasn't a rabbit announced for Smash, but you know, it, there's I, still I, a way to go. I reckon it's. I still think Rabbit Peach is going to be like the last announcement. Yeah, I would launch. be far. I would be more surprised if we didn't see a rabbit in it. Uh, rabbit Peach being the front runner, than if we didn't at yeah. this point, given I, how Ubisoft and Nintendo have been palling around for a while now outside of that if, game. If it's going to be one, it's going to be Peach, because, like, they're very clearly aware that she is the breakout character that people liked out of that game. Yeah. Uh, she is the one who ended up in, in Just Dance. Like, the, the new uh, Donkey Kong DLC is entirely, like, centric around her. Like, get rid of all the other Mario and Rabbids characters. Just her and Donkey Kong having a fun time. They clearly know, like, yeah, she she was the, the winner here. Yeah. I mean, I feel they knew that even before the game came out. Like, they had designed her and, and the way she was pushed. I can only imagine they were like, oh, yeah, we know what we've got with this. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, she's taken off. And I would be more surprised than not if, uh, if, if she didn't appear in Smash in some way or another. Um, if not playable, like in in something like like maybe a kingdom, um, like uh, what was the game called? Kingdom Battle. Kingdom Battle, yeah, like a Kingdom Battle stage or something. Um, I, I'd just be I surprised just, if there yeah. was no Kingdom Battle influence in the new Smash. Yeah, 
I'm I'm currently literally just like working out how to play the this new DLC for it now. Um, so the the new that new Rabbids DLC is like seems seems pretty cool. Um, you play as Donkey Kong, a Cranky Kong Rabbit, and Rabbit Peach. The plot is kind of nonsense. Uh, accidentally fell in the time travel washing machine. They're in a different dimension now. Go get the bits to fix it to go back home. There's a lot of personality and character still. Like they've. All of that sort of like personality from the cutscenes is alive and well in this DLC. I'm like, yeah, this is what I wanted out of that. Just, just more Mario Rabbids continues to make me chuckle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that it's keeping up. Like I said, I never quite got on with the game as much as I'd have liked to, but I'm glad it worked. Like I'm, I'm all for more of these Nintendo crossovers. Um, you know, be it something like Hyrule or Fire Emblem Warriors or. Uh, um, this, you know, Kingdom Battle Royale. I keep that's why why I keep stuttering when I try and say Kingdom Battle because I instantly think Kingdom Battle Royale because that fucking genre has just ruined my head now. One Thank you day, very much. one day we will be permitted the Kingdom Battle Royale. It shall come. Its day I mean, will will arrive. Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle Royale is something I would be about. Uh, now that I would get into. As as would I. I would get. I would be very into that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's gonna, it, it would take a lot for me to look at another Battle Royale because, as I've said many, many times, these whole live services things, uh, I don't have enough time to dedicate to more than one. Like, I've had to put Warframe on the shelf so I can do some Fortnite. Um, but if something would make me shelf Fortnite, Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle Royale would do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... What else have you played this week, Jim? You played anything uh, else? Yeah, I played Luminous uh, Luminous Remastered. I didn't even know that was coming out. Somehow that completely eluded me. And I'm a bugger for Luminous. I'm not a puzzle game player by a trade um, at all. Like people, You'll see I rarely ever talk about puzzle games um, outside of something you know truly notable like Portal or something like that. But Luminous, um, as someone who immediately rushed to get a PSP as soon as possible way back in the day. Uh, as a big fan of portable games in general, uh, Luminous was something I played the shit out of. Um, if anyone isn't familiar with that, and I would be surprised if not, but just as a brief thing, it's uh, a puzzle game similar to Tetris, except you're matching um, blocks, like squares of four, um, which you can turn into rectangles and stuff like that. But it's all about dropping key, uh, squares rather than different shaped blocks or what have you um it's simple stuff they they come only in two colors uh, but you've got to line those up to clear them off the board um they don't clear immediately they hang there while a, a basically a line goes across the screen and that wipes them away so you've got a time stuff and you can use that time to build up big combos and it's all done in time to the music and the music shifts as you progress uh, to different tracks with a completely different visual layout and backgrounds and effects. Um, it's a wonderfully trippy puzzle game and one that I can play for a long, long time. And yeah, they remastered the, the game for PS4. Um, very Nice and nostalgic for me, playing some of those old levels again. Um, looks like they've put a good whack of effort into it. And playing it on a 4K TV with those colours and effects and that music blaring out. Very nice experience. Ooh, speaking, nice speaking of 4K, right? This is completely off topic, but Planet Earth 2 just came onto Netflix. And Ooh. if if you all have 4K TVs, you goddamn gotta watch that. That oh was my the first goodness. 
When I got a 4K TV, the first thing I located was Planet Earth, Earth 2. 2. It's incredible. I, and I watched it and, yeah. It's, it's a very good pick. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, off topic. Oh, yeah, no, no, it's, no, it's no, fine. It's but yeah, Luminous, if you liked it, I recommend it. If, if you like puzzle games in general, you might have tried it. It's good. It's, it's a damn good game. Uh, spelt okay. Lumines, by the way. And it's not luminous as in the word. L-U-M-I-N-E-S. I used to call it lumina- uh, Lumines for years until I heard someone say it's luminous. Lumines. Yeah, I thought hyperbole was pronounced hyperbole for years. Hyperbole. I sometimes say that just for my own amusement. Because I, I, it, it's... I'm one of those annoying people that do that sort of thing. Because it's hyperbolic, isn't it? But hyper- It is hyperbolic, but yeah. hyperbole. Yeah. The English language is a fuck. That's the problem. The English yeah. language is complete fuck. Yeah. It's a hard, yeah. it's apparently one of the harder languages to learn English for, yeah, for people who are, aren't native speakers because it's We've so got 15 irregular. words for everything. Yeah. Irish is actually a fucking bastard of a language to learn as well. <laughs> There's yeah. like so many tenses. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so other things that have been played this week... Uh, I, 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 on your recommendation, Jim, I started trying to play Paladins. Oh, I'm um, getting on with it. I'm getting on all right. Um, I emailed the developers during last episode of Podquisition, <laughs> and by the time we'd finished recording, they were like, here you go, here you go on Switch. Um, so yeah, it is very, very Overwatch. Oh, yes. That's Shame- not a bad... Shamelessly so. Yeah, it, it's shamelessly so, but it's not a bad thing. Like, if you're looking for a good... Like quick rounds, team multiplayer, hero shooter on Switch that runs at sixty FPS. Like it, it runs really well in handheld. Mm-hmm. Matches are nice and short. Everything's like very snappy. You get back into the action nice and quick. Uh, I was messing around with a hero that has big shield and does a lot of damage and runs out up front and just like blows stuff up with a big shield. Had a lot of fun. Have you yeah, have yeah. you been continuing to play it, Jim? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, like. One or two matches a day, uh, in between, uh, same as Fortnite, I should say, rather than in between. I've been playing Fortnite once or twice a day on the Switch as well, and the Switch is good for that. It, it just emphasises that drop-in, drop-out feel. And in lieu of there being an Overwatch for Switch, probably never see that uh, without serious um, compromise, then, yeah, I mean, Paladins scratches that itch on the, on the handheld format, certainly. And what I really like about it is, unlike Overwatch or any of those sorts of hero shooters and whatnot, is every single class has a character I like in it. And yeah. normally, that I could, if if I'm forced to pick it like a role, if everyone else has everything and like frontline hasn't been taken and it falls to me, I'll be like, oh fuck. But here it's like, oh no no, there's there's a couple of characters here I can use. Obviously, I still try and do support where I can because healing has always been my favorite thing to do uh, in these sorts of games. Um, I like to main Ceres as much as possible. But if I've got to do frontline, if I've got to do flank, uh, I can do it. And I've got a character, at least one character in there that I enjoy playing a lot. So that's that's impressed me because there's yeah, a lot of I... characters and there's something for everyone. I feel. Yeah, I I totally agree with you there. Like I I can get on board with at least one character that's pretty cool in every role. Um the one that I've been maining is the damage champion uh, Vivian. Okay, yes, I like Vivian. Yeah. Viv- Vivian has been like my favorite, but if I've got to play a flank or a support or something, like I've been finding one to do. Like Ceres is a really good support. Um really enjoyed um 
Evie as Flank. Mm. Yeah, there's 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 surprisingly good characters in this. Yeah, yeah, like I say, something for everyone. It's very user friendly, um, very positive. Like a lot of positive feedback for the player. Um, they constantly feel like they're achieving things. Um, I, I I explained last week that even if you're not getting the kills, you're constantly being told that you're helping to eliminate and. and it's just this constant bell ringing every it time. It is just you go go go. Achieve. You're doing amazing. Keep it up. Go yes. go go. Yeah, like you might check the the score after and find that you're dead last on your team. But while you're playing, you think that you're the fucking champion, <laughs> and and it keeps you playing and keeps you yeah. invested. Every match I go into, I'm convinced this will be the one where I get like play, the play of the game equivalent. Yes, like this will be yes. the one. I did, I did really well this time. This will be the one. It's always fun when it happens. Um... That's always fun. I like the best in class. That's the thing I care about more than oh, anything else. Yes. Like, am I best healer? Yes, I am. I, I I really like that as well. Like that even yeah, just saying, are you the best person at doing the thing you were doing? Yeah, and that's why you know I never aim to be like the top best player ever. Yeah. I mean, obviously something like Fortnite, you're forced to try and aim for that. Um, at least if you get down to the top ten and you start caring. Um, <laughs> but this, it's you know, it lets you yeah. focus on. Just being the best at what you do. And I like yeah. games that do that. Like, even games that let you have, like, medic classes and stuff, some of them at least, mm. uh, it feels less rewarding because the focus is so on the kills. Yeah. Um, and I like a game where you you can feel just as rewarded and uh, just as much of a value to the team, yeah. um, not focusing predominantly on killing. Mm. Jim, did you see the uh, the update they did today to Fortnite of the uh, the new limited time mode that's in that? Uh, I I downloaded the update for Fortnite, but I didn't know what the uh... okay. Yeah, what the new thing was. Yeah, what um, the new thing was. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's a new mode in there called Playgrounds, and I think it's really smart that they've added oh! this in. Like, yeah, not too yeah, long after the Switch me. version launched. Basically, for anyone who doesn't know, this is a mode that's just been added where it's basically, hey, you and up to three people drop into a like the, the map from Fortnite. If you kill each other, you'll respawn instantly. Just have a mess around. There'll be a bunch of weapons everywhere. Go learn how the weapons work and test them out and don't be afraid to to try things out and see how they work and, you know, not be afraid that you'll die and have to go back to the lobby for trying something new. Yeah. But, Imagine if Mario Tennis Aces had the same attitude. <laughs> <laughs> if only. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I'm, I think it's a really smart thing that they added that in, like within a couple of weeks of the Switch version launching. That it's now like, hey, are you feeling like you don't really have enough time to actually get a gr- the, to grips with the guns before you die every time? Just jump in for an hour, mess around, learn how to like use the boogie bomb pr- correctly, and not just mm. mess it up and things like that. Yeah, good move. I think very good, very yeah. good idea. Yeah, I'm I'm continuing to be on the Fortnite train, play it a, a couple a couple of rounds every week, enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Don't regret the the bit of money I've put into it. Uh, I, I I do believe in putting my money where my mouth is, and I bang on about money so much. Yeah, I've not put any money in yet, but when when uh, season five starts in like mid July. I'm going to pick up the battle pass, even if I only do it for one season, just to be like, yeah. oh, I'll, ch- I'll chuck you some money, I'll I'll do this once and unlock a couple of costumes and stuff, and then I'll leave it be. But I, I feel like I've, I've gotten enough play out of it already that I'm like, 
yeah, I need to give them some money at some point. They've earned it. Yeah. And the Battle Pass ain't a bad idea for a free-to-play game. Yeah. I'm, I'm expecting $60 games to start using them cough, as well cough. as season passes. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Oh, that's 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 a paid game that has battle passes in it. Yeah, that's bullshit. You see, yeah, it's bullshit, mate. Uh, did you hear the bit of PUBG? Wait till Fortnite? EA jumps on it. <laughs> did you hear the PUBG Fortnite news this week? I did. I in fact I published a video on it just before we recorded. Um, yeah. that's an interesting bit of that, mystery. That that lawsuit that that PUBG Core was doing against uh, Fortnite, they just quietly dropped that. Yeah, they've confirmed they've done it, but they're not giving out any reason why. And I doubt Epic's ever going to say anything because, well, they were smarter during this whole thing and weren't running their mouths, uh, which PUBG Corp did before the the lawsuit got filed, which wasn't a good look for them. Yeah. Um, according, you know, I, I saw some stuff about the lawsuit. Loading Ready Run did a very good video. Um, some of the, the people on the Jim Sterling subreddit were talking about it. Uh, the lawsuit was not as patently absurd as it seemed at first. Um, you know, they alleged that they were working with, in good faith with Epic um, yes, yeah. for the Unreal Engine stuff, and then Epic just were like, okay, we're going to take those ideas while you're still in early access and shunt them out in uh, the Fortnite game that we already yeah. have. Um, so th- underhanded, uh, if true, but whether it's A, true, and B, not legal... Something we're certainly not going to find out in a South Korean court, because as you say, uh, they have axed to the lawsuit. PUBG Corp yeah. dropped it. it. We don't know why. It's unclear at this point if maybe there was a settlement or maybe they just were like, "This, we're not gonna like. It's not worth the the effort we're yeah. putting but, into by trying to win accounts, this." By all accounts, by all by all accounts, it it's there. There was no settlement. It was. Similar yeah. to the the digital homicide thing with me, where they just re- they they just said no. They were just like, no, nope, yeah. we're dropping it. Uh, the only people who've won in this will be the lawyers who get paid anyway yeah. um, for whatever time they've put into it. Um, so you know, at least some lawyers got paid. But that's about Ooh. it. <laughs> that's that's all that was accomplished. Yeah, it's it's a depressing world. It's a weird situation as well. Yeah. I mean, what an odd relationship to have where your competition makes your engine, like runs your engine, and it's not an even relationship. And Epic is in a unique position of, of advantage. But again, we don't know how this would have played out. We, we probably never will. And... Right now, we're still in this situation where PUBG Corp still made a ton of money with yeah. uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, still are making a ton of money. Uh, they Not as much as Fortnite, of course, but hell of a consolation prize. Hell of a yeah. second place. Uh, so there's a bit of news this week that's interesting. Um, there's porn in Mario Odyssey. Uh, I knew it was Game of the Year for a reason. Yeah, have either of you heard about the porn in Mario Odyssey? I have not, but this no. sounds like it's going to be pretty fun. Okay, so here's here's where the story starts. So, the Switch has been kind of getting hacked a bit recently, and there's been a bit of a war back and forth. I'll try and summarise it nice and quickly. Um, basically, people discovered that it was really quite simple to hack the Switch, and that there's nothing that Nintendo can do on a software level to stop it. There is oh, a no. flaw with the Tegra X1 chip that they use to manufacture the Switch, and just 
there is nothing they can do to stop you just sliding a little chip into your Joy-Con rail on the Switch and then suddenly it's hacked. However... If there's porn in Mario Odyssey, I'll be slipping a little chip into my Joy-Con. Ooh. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so, the response to this ends up being Nintendo has, like, ludicrously strong anti-piracy measures to try and stop you playing games that you've pirated on the Switch. Uh, every digital copy of a game is registered to the hardware that downloaded it, the account that downloaded it, and the code number for the game. Uh, if it's played on the wrong Switch or the wrong account, or you, uh, yeah, or they find a copy up on a pirate site and look at the unique number of it, they'll literally just brick every system that uses that pirated copy. Like it's, they're very good at keeping people from from playing pirated games. However, they're not good at, pe- at keeping people from putting porn into Mario Odyssey. <laughs> After the Switch got hacked people got access to a piece of development software for the Switch, and it's designed for developers to be able to, like, create new user icons if they want to bundle some in as a reward with their game, for example. Those little icons you have for your profile on the Switch. People worked out they could use the hacked Switch and this program for inserting your own custom images as, like, your little gamer icon... Oh, no. And we're inserting pornographic photographs as their Switch gamer icon. They're like their user icon. Now, if you go into Mario Odyssey and play that mm. balloon, that online balloon mode that people have, that like they added a while back. Right. When you You'll see some and, other things popping. When you go and pop, a, like go to pop a balloon, it'll show you the image of, like the little <laughs> oh, no. user image of who uh, hid that balloon. And people are going on balloon mode and seeing, ah, this balloon was hidden by pornographic image person. Brilliant. So yeah, there's a Super bunch of Mario porn. Super Mario sodomy. Yeah, there's a bunch of porn in isn't Mario Odyssey online. Um, isn't there something like that in in uh, Team Fortress? You can put porn on the walls. Oh yeah, people. that's a, been a long running thing with some Valve games. Uh, Left 4 Dead 2 as well, I believe. Like just pop up some porny posters. Yeah, well, we've previously had stuff like, you know, people would, like, do pornographic, like, drawings and try and get them in the Splatoon art walls and things. Team Porktress and Left 4 Head. Uh. Sorry, I'm just coming out with all the porny titles (laughs) for these games. Double double Team Fortress. Nice. Double Um, Teamed Hostess. (laughs) The the, the thing with this that kind of makes it a bit different is it is images. And there's no upvote or downvote or, like, report this image functionality because they're meant to just be images of Miis or stock images of Nintendo characters. So right now, Nintendo hasn't done anything about it. There's just porn in Mario Odyssey. Can we back up our saves yet? Once a pure and (laughs) cherished game, now full of hardcore anal. Smut. In like two Filth. and a half months, if you pay money, you'll be able to back up your save, Gav. That's Woo. true. Yeah, only two and a half months till you can pay for the luxury of save backups. Uh, <sighs> what else is there on the list this week? Uh, this is a thing that you both might have an opinion on. Not necessarily game stuff, but uh, to do with YouTube. Have you heard about this uh, channel subscription thing they're doing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this this pay a fiver to subscribe to a channel and 
they hopefully won't lose money when their videos get demonetized. You know, yeah, I I, right know now, I would just like if they showed my videos to my subscribers. That would be nice, know, wouldn't it? You know, money yeah. money is a secondary concern right now. I, I just would like my subscribers to see my videos. Thank you. I mean, yeah. like, you want to know one of the reasons why I'm pursuing the wrestling so hard? It's because that represents some upward mobility. That mm. represents some potential to expand, to try new things. Mm. YouTube right now only feels like a, 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 a sheep pen closing in, getting smaller and smaller. Uh, I now dread emails from them. Even if it's just an email that's like your community contributions for the month, like what, what videos have had subtitles put on them. I get this cold stab in the heart when I see an email from YouTube. That's no way an alleged service should make its users feel. But that's what I feel because I expect bullshit. I expect to be told a video of mine's been taken down. I expect to hear about some awful change that's going to fuck up the way I work. That's what I've come to expect from YouTube. And Mike Bithell and Slow Beef, uh, Slow Beef both have tweeted um, recently that they've noticed this trend going from games media to wrestler. Because uh, it's not just me, it's Simon Miller who's kicking ass over in Defiant. Um, and I think a couple of others might be dabbling. And I'm like, again, I, I've said this again, uh, I've said this before rather, but it, it feels like a more stable fucking job. And we're talking about indie wrestling, which should tell you how bad YouTube is. Uh, because indie wrestling is not a stable, <laughs> a stable thing. But at least it represents, at least it, it, at least it's somewhere with someone for some ambition to go. Yeah. And right now YouTube has killed my sense of ambition. Which I, sucks. It, it's why I've been working on a bunch of stuff this year that is not the things I was working yeah. on before. Like I'm, yeah, I'm we're going looking to, into that stuff too. I'm looking into things like, ah, if I write a book, there's like publishing channels and things that will get my work in front of people rather than it being buried by algorithms. Yeah. Like yeah. all throughout my career, I've bumped up against glass ceilings and been prompted to look for like a way through that like uh, around it or just through it or whatever um and i feel like we're at we're, we're glass ceiling time again and gotta look at options gotta look at where else to put the content what other kind of content to put out there just you know it's it's a it's a scrabble to to keep your profile yeah. and youtube is actively burying people when they're not showing your stuff to subscribers when they're not putting you in feeds and stuff like mm -hmm. that when they're only interested in keeping like a handful of super popular people. And before people, and be, by the way, before people chime in with, I don't want notifications on my phone. That's not what's happening. They're not putting things in the actual subscriptions yes. tab. Yeah. The, the tab actual... the, the tab that you click to see all the videos by you people you're subscribed to in chronological order. That's where they're not yeah. placing them now. Yeah. Like, and that's that's what for reasons we don't know. Yeah. yeah, I was just gonna say, like with Twitter as well, like that you no longer can see a you can you can no longer just look back chronologically through your timeline and see what's been posted. Mm. Like yeah. it's all of the feeds are just algorithms. Yeah, well, it's all this fucking yeah, just it's, robots trying to do the curation job that they're not equipped to handle. It's a terrible like like system. I mean, I'm looking at the YouTube homepage now, right now. Once every two years, I get interested in football for about two three weeks, right? And I most of the, my time on YouTube is spent watching either music 
or um, music production tutorial stuff or kind of game stuff, right? I watched yeah. like two videos about football last night and then my entire fucking recommended homepage is just football <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I, It's a I, mess. It doesn't work yeah. at all. I, I, about three years ago when I was really drunk one night, watched a bunch of Family Guy clips on YouTube and then today I left a video after it finished playing and it auto... I went to its next video in the algorithm, which was a Family Guy video, and now my entire recommended is just pages of Javon Washable clips from Family Guy. Yeah. And it, and like I said, they, they, they're pushing only people who are already super successful, which, given the rate at which YouTube stars seem to burn out, doesn't seem like a good long-term move to put all your eggs in a few fragile baskets uh but but that's that's where they're pushing it and 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 as i've said before it's just very frustrating to feel like your success is not determined by your own efforts like you can work as hard as you want and do as high quality work as you are capable of and it literally won't matter especially when people who are literally subscribed to you can't see you in their sub feed that's what is the most frustrating and like i said this is why the other musicians I know are frustrating, frustrated with this too because I've been getting the best like to dislike ratios I've ever had this year and mm -hmm. the best, like, most unanimously positive comments and yet the views don't match. It's really, yeah. it's really mean, fucking... Because at least if you could turn it in and go, okay, what did I do wrong there? Yes, that's you know? what I was asking myself for months and I feel like YouTube's just been gaslighting me yeah. because I've been trying to work out, like, what's the problem? But then I look at my other stuff, social media, up patreon up mm. everything's doing fine except, except the core of my work yeah. and it's it makes no sense it's actually arcane yeah i'm the yeah. same my patreon's up my spotify's up everything's yeah. up except youtube's way down <laughs> everything's tickety-boo but the the like the bedrock is is somehow fucked when if the bedrock's fucked everything is supposed to be fucked but no i, I, I can only conclude now the while there are things I can be doing to market myself better because I know I'm I'm terrible at selling myself and I do need to either get a dedicated marketer to do the job or learn to do it better myself. There are things I could do to make things better, but the 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 like the progress I've made that's been sliced away, I've yeah. can only conclude is no longer my fault because yeah. looking at looking at where this all leads back to youtube is actively burying people yeah or at least letting their algorithms I, do it you know yeah it it's why i am very thankful that a few months down the line from now there will be someone who is a dedicated marketing person dealing with like oh it's your it's your responsibility to get people to pay attention to my stuff i don't have to worry about about being buried by the algorithm <laughs> yeah <Thank> fuck <laughs> yeah um I'm I'm looking at at diversifying the portfolio, as they say. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I don't want to. I love the Jimquisition and everything, so I'm not talking about stopping it, but doing other things around it to try and elevate it because mm -hmm. it's no longer a case where you can put the stuff. It's you. If you build it, they won't come because YouTube will close the roads. Yeah. yeah. It's it's having multiple things so that if the algorithm one day decides to just completely kill one avenue, you've got things you can pivot towards. Yes. You you need to basically... Your business needs to be a hydra, basically. Yeah. Um, and then 
yeah, I mean, it was always wise to do, and I've always said my career's a series of safety nets, just looking for the escape. Yeah. So I've I've got. It's not like I'm in any danger at the moment, but it's it's just annoying. It's just a fucking annoyance, uh, and and a, and somewhat disheartening. You know, you make all this progress, and then. YouTube will do something to make it so that it's even harder for people to see you, even if they want to see you, yeah. and 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 you you lose like like a big chunk of the progress you made. So mm. YouTube, ah, uh, it's if I it's subscribe sad. to a le- to a person, let me see a list of all the things that that all those people at, have made, so I least. can go through and go. Oh yeah, that person I like made a thing. I can choose to look they, at it. They even changed that recently. The way you interact yeah. with people's channels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um... the constant like fiddling and fiddling. Too many cooks spoil the broth. It's it's honestly too... yeah yeah it's just too that. many too many tweaks. It's just a mess now. It's it's like you start with a nice painting and you keep adding and adding. I'll tell you what, a better analogy. Father Ted, when he tries to hammer out the little kink in the car yeah. and then it cuts to where the whole car is dented and fucked. Yeah. That's YouTube. YouTube is Father Ted's dented, fucked raffle car. Yeah. Uh, so last bit of newsy stuff. Uh, I remember there's a thing I played this week that, that I thought was kind of cool. Um... So, you know, Labo came out a while ago. You can make a cardboard yes. piano, cardboard uh, motorbike, stuff like that. They did a thing that they probably should have done closer to the launch of Labo. You can now use that cardboard motorbike to play Mario Kart. And it's a really fun way to play Mario Kart. Yeah, it works all right. Yeah, I, I booted sure. that up. I, I used the, the, the cardboard motorbike. I had a lot of fun. I feel like people forgot about Labo very quickly. Did the novelty wear off very fast? Possibly. I think it just it didn't really explode like you know something like Amiibo did. It, yeah. it just sort of came out and it, people talked about it, and it it just it felt went like, like a everyone was launch. talking about it for like a day, and then it just I, disappeared off the radar. Here's, here's the thing: like this is the kind of stuff that's going to get me to keep the Labo stuff around my house. Is like, ah, I can use that thing I built to do something like fun and silly with a game I already have. Like being able to do Mario Kart with the motorbike was kind of cool. Um, I know that there's um, Korg have got a program on Switch and I'm like, maybe add some support for the Labo keyboard. The piano with that. Like, just add some, like, push companies to put some Labo functionality in their stuff. That wouldn't go amiss. I'll I'll always give a respectful golf clap to Nintendo for always at least trying these new wacky things. Um... They often end up with a virtual boy or a Rob the Robot, um, but every now and then they'll hit upon something super clever and successful, like Amiibo. Uh, Labo, I think, historically, will probably end up closer to the virtual boy Rob end yeah, of the spectrum. agreed. But while it exists and people are having fun with it, um, I... even if it's not a great deal of people or they won't enjoy yeah. it forever, uh, hey... It's a it's, bit of cardboard fun, and I don't know why people were upset at it yeah. existing. It's, it's I one, didn't really care for it, but hey. It, it's one of those things. I would never recommend buying Labo just to have it for Mario Kart. But if you've already got Labo, this is just like a nice bit of support from Nintendo. Them going oh, yeah. like, here's yeah. another reason to get that thing you, you built back out. They add to the value prospect, which, yeah, like you say, it might not draw people in. But if they've got it, uh, it might maintain their interest in Labo. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that's I think that's about it for this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, um, 
yeah, that'll do. Uh, thank you all for listening. Um, Laura, how can people find out and see more of your stuff? Me and my stuff, you can find me at Laura K. Buzz most places on the internet, Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Laura K. Buzz on YouTube. You can find me Monday to Friday, 9 to 5 at kotaku.co.uk. You can find me on Dice Funk, which is a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition real play podcast. I'm on seasons 3 and 4. You can find me on Queer and Pleasant Strangers, which is a podcast I do with Jane Magnet, where we do silly voices and skits and try and make each other have a bit of a giggle. Other than that, I'm working on a book still. Um, I'm about... I'm coming up on 90% of the way through the book. I've written, like, most of my first draft now. I've got, like, 8,000 words left to write, I think, and then there will Excellent. be a draft of a book. So that's still in, that's still in the works. Probably, if I had to guess, in the next, like, eight months maybe it might be out there so that's that's the thing that's in the works splendid and tremendous yeah um okay yeah that that is all your stuff sorry i I don't i thought there was gonna be more that was why there was an awkward pause that's all right i can i I can tell you more places to go probably i'll think of some Uh, (laughs) if, if you listen if you're in the uk um the day that this goes up go and look at bbc iplayer bbc2 uh, what is the program called? Let me find. See, I'm going to find another thing that I can promote. Uh, BBC. I'm going to be on, or I will have been on, uh, BBC Two's Victoria Derbyshire program at 9.15am on Thursday, the day that this goes up. So if you're in the UK and you can use iPlayer, go look at me talking about Doki Doki Literature Club on the oh, telly. Yes. yes, indeed. Um, and Gavin! Music Maestro, how can people listen to your great, great tunes? You can find me on YouTube under Miracle of Sound, and you can follow me on Twitter at Miracle of Sound to hear my rantings. And if you want to pay my bills and help me to live and eat, you can support my Patreon. It's also Miracle of Sound. Brilliant. Uh, as for me, you know where most of my stuff is. Do check out the Pro Wrestling Ego YouTube channel. Uh, look for the um, what's it? The video is called Stardust Presents the Ursa Major Open Challenge. Um, I think it was our certainly our best showing as managerial talent um, so far. Really nice, fun promo. Uh, we had to play for time because we had to we had to make up for someone getting late, getting in late. So uh, they they asked Stardust to. To give a nice lengthy promo, long longest promo we've done, and we had a lot of fun with it. We we really got the audience eating out of our hands. Now the crowd is, uh, the heat's there. The heat is on. Uh, so check that out. Um, do keep an eye out for more news there if you're in or can get to the Mississippi uh, Jackson area. Um, Stardust is pretty much a permanent fixture at the Hideaway, uh, or at least uh, the Jim Sterling uh, wrestling experience is. Uh, part of the Hideaway uh, Jackson shows, uh, sorry, Jackson Hideaway shows, and I think that's it. Um, enjoy your day. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.